What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the all-new Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode two for the week of January 30th, 2022. I'm your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Hello, Michelle. Uh, Be sure to follow along each and every week as we keep you updated with all the information you need as we cover Disney Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's go ahead and get started. In case you missed it this week, Josh Dumal has been cast as the new lead in the Mighty Ducks Game Changers Season 2. The Percy Jackson series has officially been given the green light at Disney+, and Elizabeth Mitchell is going to return in the Santa Claus Disney Plus Limited series. We're going to discuss these stories, let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week, and bring you our top 10 posts from this week in our 10 and 10 News Blast segment, where we fill you in on all the new happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more is coming at you next. Well, welcome everyone. Uh, so excited to be back for our second episode. Um, let's go ahead and kick things off with what's new on Disney Plus this week. Highlights include the premiere of the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, which was released on January 28th. Uh, but that's only if you live in the United States or Canada, though. So if you're anywhere else, uh, you're going to have to uh, keep waiting because uh, you're going to have to wait until March 25th for a Disney Plus release uh, on okay. that. Uh, and then a new episode of the Disney Plus original series, The Book of Boba Fett, is now available to stream. And we're going to give a brief review of that later on in the show, along with our first impressions of the new How I Met Your Father series. Um so, first up uh, for me, uh, Josh Dumal has been cast as the new lead in Mighty Ducks Game Changer Season 2, and looks like he's going to be filling the very, very mm-hmm. large void for Emilio, Emilio. Estevez. Uh, t- <laughs> tell me more. I mean, I, I'm sad because I love Emilio Estevez, and he's he's just like, kind of like, that's his He's Coach Bombay. Well, he's Coach Bombay, and that that's like he he's been associated with that franchise for so long. But I'm also excited because I'm a really big yeah. fan of Josh Mel. Like he's been in tons of things and always been great. So tell if me, tell anybody me about that. can fill this void, it's him. So he's going to be playing a new character by the name of Gavin Cole, and so he's a former NHL player turned coach who is described as inspirational, charming, and hardcore as he is big on the hockey metaphor that applies to life. So Lauren Graham and Brady Noon will be back for season two along with most of the other cast from season one. And production is getting ready to start here uh, next month and is scheduled to wrap in June 2022. But we don't have a release date on Disney Plus yet. I really loved the first season of that, so... I, I, I have. I was really upset when I heard about Emilio Estevez not returning. I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch this again. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel the exact same way. But I, I'm definitely game to give it a, another another go for season two now that uh, Josh is in the uh, in the cast for that. So, so up next, uh, the Percy Jackson series has officially been given the green light at Disney Plus. Uh, there's been talk about this series uh for some time so the good news is that it's officially happening 
Yeah, so these are based on the books by Rick Riordan. And those are hugely popular Oh, yeah. Books. And I love Riordan because he's really good. He has his own blog, and he's really good about updating his, his fans about what's been going on with this series and um, really keeping us informed. And we knew all along that we were, like, just waiting for this official green light, which we finally have. So Riordan and John Steinberg, um, who did Black Sales and FX's upcoming The Old Man, will write the pilot. James Bobin um, is going to be directing the pilot. Now, he most recently did yeah, where the, do Mysteri- I know the, name from? the Mysterious Benedict Society. He did Door and the Lost City of Gold. He also did Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted. And he co-created and directed Muppets. HBO's Fly of the Concords, which we were huge That's, fans of. Oh, my gosh. It's been <laughs> so, so long. Steinberg will oversee the series with his producing partner, Dan Schott. Steinberg and Schott serve as ex- executive producers alongside Bobin, Reardon, Becky Reardon, which is Rick's wife, um, and more. Casting is currently underway. And, um, of course, we don't have a set date for this on Disney Plus when it will premiere. But um, this is going to be geared towards a general audience, especially tweens, teens, and young adults. The live-action series tells the fantastical story of a 12-year-old modern demigod, Percy Jackson, who's just coming to terms with his newfound supernatural powers when the sky god Zeus accuses him of stealing his master lightning bolt. Now Percy must trek across America to find it and restore order to Olympus. That sounds so much about like when I was 12. <laughs> I know that that's a very, I, I've never really like been into that, but I know that it's a very popular book series and like mm-hmm. the movies were, how many movies were there? I Do read you, the books. Were there multiple movies with that? I know there was the one, right? Yeah. And they did really well too. So it, this was originally supposed to each season take on a different book from the series. So I'm sure if it does well, I wish I had more time to like reads. I, I, I wish I had more time to read because there's so many, you know, like that's a book series that would be fun to read. Like I never read like the Harry Potter books. <gasps> like I, there, there's just so many, like the Game of Thrones books. Like there's so, <gasps> so many different like book series that like I would love to be able to sit down and do it, but it's hard to find time. But that's what makes uh, all these new shows yeah. great just because watch it. you can just watch something and kind of get get the uh, idea of that uh, world or story or whatever. So uh, finally, uh, Elizabeth Mitchell is going to return uh, in the Santa Claus Disney Plus limited series. And uh, that uh, that new series was just recently announced, right? Mm-hmm. And Tim Allen's returning as well. He's going to executive and produce a series. He'll be returning as Scott Calvin from the Walt Disney Pictures blockbuster franchise. In the Disney Plus series, Scott Calvin is on the brink of his 65th birthday and realizing that he can't be Santa forever... He's starting to lose a step in his Santa duties. And more importantly, he's got a family who could benefit from a life in the normal world, especially his two kids who have grown up at the pole. With a lot of elves, children, and family to please, Scott sets out to find a suitable replacement Santa while preparing his family for a new adventure in a life south of the pole. So uh, Mitchell, she first appeared as Carol in the 2002 film, The Santa Claus 2, and she also came back for the two. 2006 uh santa claus 3 escape clause and you might know her she was in lost she was in the once upon a time series she started nbc's revolution and most recently she was in season two of the outer banks series on uh oh that's right yeah big fan of the outer banks Uh I, i don't remember the um 
the second and third Santa Claus movies. I don't that either, well. just because it's been so long. Well, I, I know that I've seen them. I, I was I really enjoyed the first one. Like that came out when I was. What, do you know when that came out? Like I was like feel like I was just like thirteen or fourteen, maybe when that came out. Really good movie. I've always loved Tim Allen. Like he's just mm-hmm. a. He's obviously uh, you know Buzz Lightyear and Home Improvement and all, all those great things. Like I, I've just always loved him and thought he was funny so i'm really excited to see what they do with this so uh very very cool it's nice that uh there's uh a vessel for uh for series like i like seeing all these reboots and well yeah like that's that's kind of like one of the great things about like you know disney plus or any any of the the streaming services that are out there it's like it it gives a a platform and a second life to Mm -hmm. so much uh, so many different types of uh, franchises or characters or whatever that they can reboot things and just let them live on forever. So very cool. Um, I guess those are our top stories. I'll quit rambling. Uh, as a reminder, you can find all the articles that we've talked about on uh, our website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com. Uh, be sure to spell out the plus. P-L-U-S is how you spell that in case you don't know. Uh, so let's go ahead and then get started on our News Blast segment. And Michelle, I'm going to let you go ahead and go first. Okay, so Disney Plus will launch in 42 countries and 11 territories this summer. Some of the countries that it will launch in include Albania, Algeria, Egypt, Hungary, Iraq, Israel, Jordan, uh, Kosovo, uh, Turkey, Vatican City, Yemen, uh, we have the whole list up on our website. Vatican City representing. Nice. <laughs> so no specific country release dates have been announced at this time, but as soon as they do, we will let you know. That's it? Yours That's- is way shorter than my next one. Yeah. Or my first one. Uh, so Disney Plus uh, recently surprised sports fans in the United States by adding three new ESPN football documentaries to the streaming service. Uh, those are going to be Dion's Double Play, The Book of Manning, and Four Falls of Buffalo. Uh, a Now up first, uh, a father and son story written into the pages of football folklore. It can be argued that no family has had more influence on the sport than the Mannings. Archie, the patriarch, a star quarterback at the University of Mississippi, and then with the New Orleans Saints, followed by oldest son Cooper, whose football dreams were cut short by a spinal condition, then sons Peyton and Eli, both of them quarterbacks, all SEC, number one draft picks, back-to-back Super Bowl champions, MVPs, you name it, they've done it. And then Brash, electric, magnetic, like everyone my ages, like we all loved him when we were kids because he was just like the coolest, like sports superstar Uh, it would be hard to find another athlete whose brilliance on the field was such a manifestation of his persona beyond it as Deion sanders sure there were other stores other stars who played more than one sport and there were other figures whose individuality got your uh, attention but there was no one who did it quite like the man who loved the spotlight so much that he called himself prime time very excited about this and then uh this next one, I like. I was such a huge fan of theirs when I was a kid. Like, bec- basically, because the Bears always stunk after I was like five years old. Uh, in 1989, the Buffalo Bills were a talented team full of big personalities, including future Hall of Famers Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas, and Andre Reed. Dysfunction and infighting ran deep as the as deep as the talent in their locker room. 
but the team known as the Bickering Bills would soon transform themselves into an elite force. Huge Buffalo Bills fan when I was a kid. Like, they were just, like, awesome. I think I mainly liked them because I used to love playing a video game football game, and they were really <laughs> good at it. Like, that's what got me into them. But I'm really excited about all three of these. Uh, Mannings are fascinating. Deion Sanders, like, he was such a superstar when I was a kid. And then this Buffalo Bills team, I, I, I can't wait to see all these. All right. So the FX limited series Fleischman is in Trouble has been busy rounding out its cast with the recent addition of Claire Danes, who we know from uh, Homeland. And then also recently Adam Brody from the OC joined the cast along with Maxim Jasper Swinton, who is from Halston, and Mira Mahoney-Gross, who is from the movie Don't Look Up that just recently released on uh, Netflix. So they will star alongside previously announced cast of Jesse Eisenberg, and Lizzie Kaplan, the nine-episode series, is based on the New York Times best-selling debut novel. Fleischman is, is in Trouble centers on recently separated 40-something Toby Fleischman, who dives into the brave new world of app-based dating with the kind of success he never had dating in his youth, before he got married at the tail end of medical school. But just at the start of his first summer of sexual freedom, his ex-wife disappears, leaving him with the kids and no hint of where she is or whether she plans to return. As he balances parenting, the return of old friends, a promotion at the hospital that is a long time coming, and all the eligible women that Manhattan has to offer, he realizes that he'll never be able to figure out what happened to Rachel, who is played by Danes, until he can take a more honest look at what happened to their marriage in the first place. So this series will premiere on Hulu and on Star on Disney Plus internationally in 2022. Having Claire Danes immediately makes that like intriguing to watch because she is fantastic. Yes. Uh, Edward Blumel, uh, Sharon Duncan Brewster, and newcomer Eddie Karaja will join Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us fame, obviously, in Washington Black at Hulu. This nine-episode limited series is an adaptation of, is it Essie Adugian's? best-selling uh, epic adventure novel of the same name. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, previously, previously announced cast also includes Ernest Kingsley Jr. and Iola Evans. Washington Black follows the extraordinary 19th century adventures of George Washington Wash Black, an 11-year-old boy on a Barbados sugar plantation who must flee after a shocking death threatens to upend his life. Uh, I almost say uh, Sterling K. Brown, like he's so good, like it makes you want to watch that. So, oh, absolutely. There you go. So, Emily Ashford has been cast in Hulu's upcoming limited series, Immigrant, which is the working title for this. And Immigrant follows the story of Banerjee, who will be played by Kamal Najiani as the Indian-American entrepreneur who starred the famed troupe Chippendales. The show will detail the insane, darkly comedic, crime-ridden story behind the unique male review that became a cultural phenomenon. So um, this this project actually comes from uh, the Pam and Tommy creator, Robert Siegel. Okay. So it actually looks really good, but we don't have a premiere date or anything like that yet. But well, this will also be coming to Disney Plus internationally. Very good. Um, 
Hulu has ordered a series adaptation of Alexis Shakin's psychological drama novel uh, Saint X. The series is described as a psychological drama told in multiple timelines and perspectives. It is about a young woman's mysterious death during an idyllic Caribbean vacation and how it treats a tr- creates a traumatic ripple effect that eventually pulls her surviving sister into a dangerous pursuit of the truth. The show has received an eight-episode order for Hulu or from Hulu. Uh, Layla Gerstein from The Handmaid's Tale and Looking for Alaska will pen the script and executive produce the adaptation. Uh, D. Rees is attached to direct and executive produce. It, this multiple timelines and perspectives that sounds interesting to me, but it also sounds like it's something that I won't be good at paying attention to because <laughs> I'll get confused on what's going on. Like I, I'm not not good with that. So we'll see. I'll, I'll definitely give this one a shot, though. Mary Elizabeth Winstead has joined Disney Plus's upcoming Ahsoka series. Details on Winstead's character are currently being kept under wraps. But in the new series, Rosario Dawson will be reprising her role as Ahsoka. Uh, who we last saw in season two of The Mandalorian. Reports have confirmed that Nat- Natasha Lou Bordizzo, I don't know if I'm saying that right, um, she's been, <laughs> will portray Sabrine Wren. And Ivana Sapnel will play a newly created character reportedly named Astrid. Um, Hayden Christensen is also confirmed to return in the series. Um, Winstead, you might know her from the Netflix revenge thriller, Kate. She was also in the DC movie, Birds of Prey. Her other film credits include co-starring opposite Will Smith and Gemini Man. And production of Sucka is slated to begin in March and will reportedly continue until fall. Uh, in news that probably doesn't surprise too many people, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard will reportedly return to direct another episode of The Mandalorian, for season three on Disney Plus, uh, the news comes from Discussing Films editor Jacob, who shared the news on social media, which uh, I believe we do have a link uh, on the Disney Plus Informer.com. You can check that out. Uh, Howard is no stranger to the Star Wars franchise, as she directed two previous episodes of The Mandalorian, which include Chapter 4, Sanctuary, and Chapter 11, The Heiress. Howard also directed the latest episode of The Book of Boba Fett, which was just dropped on Disney Plus uh, this last week. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have some release dates for The Kingsman. On digital, it will be released February 18th, and on 4K, UHD, Blu-ray, and DVD on February 22nd. They are also um, releasing a Kingsman collection, so all three films with bonus features together for the first time. The collection will be available digitally on February 18th and as a collectible steelbook on February 22nd. And then finally, uh, for me, ABC has announced uh, that season 2B of Big Sky is going to return on Thursday, February 24th with a new episode, which will then release on Hulu the following day. The second season is also currently being released on Disney Plus in several countries, including the UK, Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand. And then we've got a uh, new trailer for the second half of season 2. Uh, which has been released, and we've got that on our website, uh, DisneyPlusInformer.com. Be sure to check that out. I have never watched this, but I know you're a pretty big fan I'm of the show. I'm a big fan. I love it. So um, 
it's kind of hard to get into shows that have already started. Like how many yeah, episodes um, of that? So is there's there? 24 episodes right now that you would have to catch up on. I think there were 16 episodes in season one, and uh, you know they just took their break. So uh, you've been telling me like for a yeah, long time that I need it's to. It's perfectly to watch cast. This. I can't even think of a better cast for this series, and it keeps you in suspense. There's lots of twists and turns. Hour long episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well worth watching. I, I do have Hulu, and I'm looking for that new like late night series to start watching before I go to bed. You know, like well, there you go. wind down. So maybe I'll have to give that a uh, shot. Uh, then I, I guess that's going to do it for our, our, our ten and ten. Uh, finally, on this episode, we're going to uh, talk about and give a little uh, quick review on the uh, new How I Met Your Father series. And then also the newest episode of The Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5. Now, Michelle, I know you were really excited about this How I Met Your Father series when you first heard about it. We've watched like the first couple of episodes of it. Uh, what did you think? Oh, well, let me say that I really, really wanted to like this series so much. So I did uh, too. This, you know, this is our first impression off the first three episodes, and uh, those are currently available on Hulu right now. And then this is going to be released on Disney Plus and Star Plus internationally on March 9th. Um, so this is a spinoff of the How I Met Your series. It stars very popular Hillary Duff and Chris Lowell, and Kim Cattrall does the narrator voice for it. Uh, I was so excited for the series. I was a big fan of How I Met Your Mother. Saying that, <laughs> um, I just thought it started off very shaky. I felt like the dialogue was forced. The characters were forced. There was no chemistry with the characters. There was The jokes were bad. Um, can, can, I, I, can I say something? Yeah. Like, I... I was never the the hugest fan of How I Met Your Your Mother. I I, I probably ne- I I know that I never watched every single episode, but I, I watched quite a few, and like it it was always consistently like pretty funny. This one, so far, felt cheesy to it me. It didn't work for me. Um, by episode three, I felt like it got a little better, and that's just because they introduced Josh Peck. Which and, I, I he's great, I, <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, okay, maybe I'll give this another shot. But um, the, if you're if you're thinking about like a, a, a like a wavelength or something, and how excited you were about this, the very first episode, I, I, I was at the peak, I was at the top. I'm like, this is gonna be good. I'm like, I, I'm excited for it. And then just through that first episode, and, and I'll give it the benefit of the doubt because it's. You don't always see that well, it's, chemistry be- between yeah. the char- the casting characters it, and the it first. Take, it takes a while yeah, for shows that. to develop chemistry and get all their timing and all that. But, man, it felt really flat and stale and cheesy to me in that first episode. It reminded me of, like, the old, I was, like, saying, like, you know, like those Nickelodeon shows like Drake and Josh and iCarly, which, don't get me wrong, I love those shows. But it was, like, kind of like that forced dialogue only they threw in some adult dirty humor with it. Yeah, if it, it felt like it this felt series kind of fake or something. I don't know. This series it, felt to me like as if it was it, it was like a like one of those older Nickelodeon series that they decided, oh well, we need to adult this up a little bit by adding some dirtiness to it. And I, I don't that none of that 
stuff really bothers me like it's it's fine like i if it's funny it's uh, it's funny but it wasn't funny but yeah the the first few episodes so far it's just i was more interested in when they were going to be over than uh than i was about what was happening i didn't care about any of the characters really i felt like a lot of it was just kind of for lack of a better word i felt like it was like None they the were generic were like they, yeah. they're they're generic characters for like a sitcom um now again i as will you say said, this for hillary duff i i am a big fan of hers and she, you know she was great she, I mean, she so far great. she so far is the the strongest mm-hmm. aspect of it she, like there's nothing wrong with anything that, that she's doing like like she's definitely i feel like I don't even know what the like all the characters feel like they're just kind of forced hers feels a little bit more original, original or, or, or or just it's not like out there like hey we're doing this because of like it just feels like kind of like natural now like you said with with Josh coming on it got a little it gave me a little bit of hope to keep See, going I was going to keep watching and then I'm like well Maybe I'll watch one or two more and see what see what happens. And I'm but. basically like I, I'm cashing in the the goodwill that was built up because I loved Turner and Hooch. <laughs> so like, and I, then at the end of episode three, you kind of see like him come in and it almost looks like he's walking. We didn't see the dog, but it looks like he's walking a dog. Yeah, like <laughs> is, is Hooch back? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like that has nothing to do with this, but like I I just like I really enjoyed that, and I I think he's a great actor. And, so. And, like, I'm I'm excited to see, but he is he's gonna be like a kind of a recurring character, yeah, not necessarily like yeah. a main cast right. member. But he's gonna have a recurring role. So I gave this a five out of ten, and that's basically just because of Josh Peck and Hilary Duff. Like I, otherwise I just because I think they're good and I. It might have potential, but otherwise, I would give it a lower score. I I would not tell anyone that asked like oh should i watch this i would no there's no reason to waste your time yet um you know it it being it's kind of like a a comedy sitcom type series like it could be something that they could find their they could find their legs and and end up being like a a reasonably good show worth watching but the jokes fell flat the, the characters were mostly uninteresting and it just seemed very generic to me so far but yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Like it was, if I'm being generous, I'm saying it was average. So uh, now let's flip the uh, script yeah, a little bit here uh... and talk about something else that I would think we would both agree that were, we, we were very, very happy with it and, and super excited about. And that is going to be... Uh, the newest episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, we watched this together, and if you haven't seen the newest episode, uh, definitely stop listening for now or skip the next skip couple. Ahead. Of, <laughs> s- skip the next couple of uh, moments here uh, because you don't want uh, any spoilers. I can't imagine there'd be too many people that would be listening to this podcast right now that probably haven't watched that yet, but you never know. So anyway, uh, the newest episode of the Book of Boba Fett. What did you think there? Yeah, chapter five called return of the mandalorian this was uh, as we said earlier this was directed by bryce dallas howard she did an amazing job so we start off and we see mando and he's continuing his bounty hunter duties and he's also learning how to control 
that dark saber that's now in his possession. Very cool. Um, we see him visit uh, Paz Vizla, who tries to combat him for control of the dark saber. And then he meets with the armor um, that's uh, voiced by Emily Swallow. And he tells her that he wants to make sure that Grogu is safe. Mm-hmm. And then she also asks if he's taken off his helmet, to which he responds that he has taken off and he wants to know how he can basically atone for it. But there's no atoning for that in the the Mandalorian culture Correct. because you cannot take off your helmet. Right. right. So after that, then uh, he takes off for Tatooine, more specifically Mos Eisley, to meet with uh, Pelimato, who is uh, Amy, Amy Sedaris. Sedaris. Um, I like her brother. Uh, <laughs> I know him. Well, I don't know him. I met him once. Um, so anyway, so she had informed him that she had a replacement for the Razor Crest, and uh, it was not the gunshot that he was uh, hoping for, but instead a decommissioned N1 Naboo Starfighter. So the two of them together restore and customize the ship um, along with the help of some droids. Mm-hmm. And then we see Mando go out and test his skills in Beggar's Canyon. And what's funny about this episode is that Boba does not appear in it at all. Not one <laughs> stinking minute. But at the very end, we do see Fennec Shand. And she tracks Mando down and she throws him a bag of credits and she wants to try and recruit him for her and Boba's mission. And Mando's reply is, it's on the house. But first, I got to pay a visit to a little friend. And we all know who that little friend is. So anyway, there's a big teaser there. Obviously, we think that he's going to go visit Grogu in the next episode. I would hope that they wouldn't tease us like that and then let us down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but there's also lots of rumors about the next two episodes and who might appear so uh one is that where we will see grogu along with luke skywalker mm-hmm. um who is taking care of grogu right now and then also there's rumors that we might see a young ben solo aka kylo ren um cad bane and bosk are other characters who are bounty hunters that are rumored to appear as well and then the Big cliffhanger rumor is um, there's a lot of rumors saying that uh, Harrison Ford is going to return as Han Solo in the finale. Whether that's true or not, who knows? It's out there. You you never know. So I loved this episode. It kind this episode kind of redeemed all the. So so my thoughts are, I I have enjoyed the book of Boba Fett quite a bit like it's a good series it's it's been inconsistent overall but but i do think it's like i love star wars so it's Mm. it's a good show like i'm enjoying it but what this episode really made me realize is just how great the mandalorian is Mm -hmm. because like my gosh at, at the at the very beginning of the episode when like he walks through like the the door or whatever like they, they've got so like that cool. <laughs> it, it, it's just such a cool character like just i absolutely loved it like I, I i don't even really know what to say like i i'm just super excited to see where it goes um and and that's really funny like just because 
this is the book of Boba Fett. It had nothing to do with Boba Fett. It's just like. But we're seeing how things are tying. But in. it is cool and how they're tying. And they did originally together. say that this book of Boba Fett was, you know, season two point five, yeah. basically of the Mandalorian. So we're seeing how this is all tying in. Um, are you done? Because I have some fun facts. Uh, give me some fun facts. <laughs> so Paz Vizsla was voiced by John Favreau, and he also did the voice in the Mandalorian series too. Okay. Um. So when Mando tests his new ship, he begins to fly through the Bunta Eve Classic Pod Racing Course, which was featured in Episode One, The Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Yeah, I recognize um, some of that. Yeah, but he specifically flies through that Beggar's Canyon, which was that iconic pod racing pod mm-hmm. racing scene with Anakin. So that was kind of cool to see. And at one point we see him fly by the service ramp, um, which in episode one, that service ramp was blocked off by a gate and we see Anakin fly through it. So now when we see it, you can actually see the debris from that. So that's kind of like a cool after effect thing. Um, we also see Mando fly over a womp rat in Baggers yeah. Canyon. Um, and we know from um, A New Hope, when Luke Skywalker was talking about how he used to fly his T-16 Skyhopper and was shooting Womp Rats growing up in, in there. So that's kind of a throwback to that. Um, when they are restoring the, the Naboo Starfighter, there is a BD droid. And that's the one that's doing all the scanning of stuff. So that's from Jedi the Fallen Order video game. So that's kind of neat, too. I played so, that video game. I don't remember. Did you? That. Yeah, I did. I, well, I didn't, I didn't beat it, but I played it for quite a bit. But cool game. Anyway. Yeah, very good episode. So and I would give this a, a nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I, it, it just gave me so much hope for the rest of the series, and then eventually the next season of Mandalorian because oh, it's so good. <laughs> it, it, excuse me for saying, but you Ma- Mando's such a like, badass. Oh yeah, and you kind of wonder if like season three is gonna be him trying to learn how to use the dark saber, and you know if it if and where that's it. Going just uh, it really amazes me that all these years later, like what that the whole star wars universe like it, it started with those like original movies and like what it's become and like the, it just shows how with the with the right creativity and people involved there's just an literally infinite amount of different stories that could be told within that and i'm so happy that we have this just absolutely love it absolutely love it so good i guess i got nothing else to say other rambling about how good the Mandalorian or Buck of Boba Fett is. <laughs> That's going to do it for our episode this week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And we hope that you come back next week because we're going to do this podcast each and every week. Or That's the plan anyway. Please take a moment to rate and review and subscribe to our podcast. We would totally appreciate that. Be sure to visit our website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com. Literally any news stories that come out, we've got the scoop on those posted to the website every single day as it comes out. Got all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. You can reach out to us uh, by emailing podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. If you already hate this show and you want to tell us, please do so. We can take it. If you like it or if you love it, we'd love to hear that too. If you have any suggestions, Disney podcast at disneyplusinformer.com we'd love to hear from you uh also you can follow us on twitter and that's at more disney plus again spell out the plus 
be sure to stop by and visit our Facebook page. We'd love to see you there. So we're going to get out of here, and uh, we'll see you next time. See see you later. later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.